Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another installation of the Central American Group series of podcasts. In these recordings, we speak to experts in various fields of business in Central America, most specifically in Costa Rica and El Salvador. Today, we are very fortunate to have Carlos Comacho with us. Carlos is a a partner in one of the leading law firms in Central America called Arias Law Firm. Carlos, welcome to our podcast. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, it's great, great to be here. Um, we, as you said, we are a Central American law firm with over 80 years of experience uh, working with um, a foreign direct investment. We uh, have offices in uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and Panama. And our main focus is working with companies in setting up their operations in any of these countries. I'm, uh, I'm, ba- I'm based in Costa Rica specifically. Um, and what I have been doing for most of my career is helping uh, investors navigate the regulatory climate uh, and successfully set up their shop in, in, uh, in Costa Rica. Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, thank you for that uh, summary. Today, the subject of the podcast is uh, something that we as the Central American Group always get questions on when we're talking to prospective tenants of the free trade zone. That of course is the Costa Rican free trade zone regime. And uh, you know, Costa Rica is very well known for foreign direct investment attraction over the last three decades. And a lot of this success is because of the free trade zone zone regime. Can you explain what it is and uh, who can benefit from it? Of course, and, uh, and I agree. I think the uh, free trade zone is the cornerstone of uh, Costa Rica's foreign direct investment strategy. Um, the free trade zone regime is a set of incentives that have been created by the Costa Rican government to attract companies that are willing to commit uh, to a certain level of investment and the creation of employment uh, in Costa Rica. This companies need to come from a specific sectors. Costa Rica has tailored um, what, what it has defined as a strategic activities that are the ones that are eligible for, for these tax holidays. The most common and the most, the most probably the most relevant is uh, services and, and manufacturing. And within manufacturing and services, there, there are ordered set of uh, subdivisions that are mainly focused to um, attract medical device uh, companies and uh, software development services, shared service centers, um, and uh, anything has to do with research and, and development. Um, specifically in the uh, medical device uh, industry, it's very important to, to understand that Costa Rica has done great efforts to create a hub of companies um, that have created an ecosystem uh, where we have 
a large manufacturing, uh, medical device manufacturing companies to uh, smaller uh, and medium-sized companies that have, that have become part of a supply chain um, a environment. If this, the, the free trade zone as such basically provides incentives such as um, a, a reduced um, income tax or zero income tax if it's, if it's in the service category, um, no importation taxes for raw materials, uh, no importation tax for, for equipment. So let's say where you, you are a manufacturing company, uh, anything that you bring into the country for the operation, once you have uh, complied with the application, uh, will be tax exempt. And then anything that you manufacture here in Costa Rica, then re-export, will be tax exempt uh, on the exportation. And the, uh, and the gains that are produced for that activity in Costa Rica are, a very, are tax at a very a reduced a income tax of only 6%. Um, if you make a larger investment, uh, uh, over $10 million, then uh, that uh, reduction goes to 0%, so 0% 0, 0 income tax. Um, very important to, to, to note that there is a, an application that needs to be completed where you have to state what is going to be the investment commitment um, for the for the project, it has to be over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fixed assets, and then you have to make a commitment on on employment. Um, basically, um, there is nothing set in the law, but uh, it, you need basically you need to to show that you're, you're going to have enough employment for the project to be uh, attractive for for the Costa Rican government. Um, finally. Uh, the 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 free trade zone uh, does not have a, any specific taxes for free trade zone companies, but rather just a monthly monthly fee, which is fairly low, and that's what makes the the the, the mechanism very attractive for for free trade zone companies. Um, I would say uh, as as the last uh, advantage of the free trade zone regime is that there is no withholding tax. Uh, and there is no tax on remittances. So the company that's set up here um, in Costa Rica uh, will be able to repatriate their as dividends uh, the funds that were initially invested by the by the holding company um, without having to pay any withholding taxes in Costa Rica. You know, you made reference to uh, an application that's needed to gain free trade regime status. Um, when companies are going through the process of, of doing that application, what are the things that they should look for? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, the government has made um, the process fairly straightforward. Uh, it's an electronic application that you uh, submit through the Procomer, which is the tax authority, uh, the filtration authority. Um, and you will include information such as the location of the activity or the site where, where the company is going to be operating, the investment commitment, and a description of the services 
manufacturing process that the company is going to be on undertaking. Um, this application, although is the, the filing of the application is, is, is straightforward, you do need to be very careful in the, in the preparation of, of the business plan and in, in the commitments that you strategically need to include into, into the application. Um, why? Well, the, the, the law provides three years to the companies to meet those commitments uh, on investment and, and employment. So it, it is very important that companies do seek um, legal and expert advice on how to prepare those, those applications. Um, the applications uh, usually, um, the process usually takes between uh, four to five months uh, and it's divided in four different stages. The, fir the first stage is the uh, technical review by, by the by procurement, then a legal review by the Ministry of Foreign Trade. Um, third is the, the signing process that the application needs to be authorized and signed by the Ministry of Foreign Trade and then the, by the President of Costa Rica. And finally, at the fourth stage, which is the obtention of the uh, custom authorization. Um, this fourth step process um, it works fairly smooth, but there is the need to follow up and keep a, a providing additional information whenever the authority requires it especially uh, when describing a elaborated um, manufacturing process or, or a service process that need to be clarified to, to the authorities. You mentioned a timeline and how long it takes to go through the whole process from the time you submit to the time you receive uh, the green light for your foreign trade zone regime application. Are, are there ways that that uh, application process might be delayed and, and what are they? Um, yes, usually there, uh, the, the time is, the whole time for, for setting up a free trade zone operation is five to six months. The, 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 the first month is more of uh, incorporating a, a local entity, uh, preparing the free trade zone application. The delays can come from a, the final stages of, of the process. The, the signature process sometimes uh, takes a while depending on the availability of the, of the minister and the president. And the customs authority um, sometimes required to make an inspection of, of the site or uh, there might be some uh, heavy workload and might take longer than we usually expect. But, um, I would say that normally we can expect the whole process to, to, to be within uh, five to six months. The, the, although delays are expected, uh, it's not a huge delays. The, um, the Costa Rican government is very aware that um, foreign direct investment is very important to the country and uh, they tend to, to uh, follow the, uh, the timelines that they have set so that there are no major delays. During the time that the government is, is processing the application, you know, what would you recommend that companies do? How should they use that time? That, well, that's, that's a great question, Steve. Basically, um, what, um, what we recommend is 
doing, obtaining in parallel order permits that are required. For example, registration before the Social Security Administration uh, to enroll uh, the employees, um, registration before the tax authority, um, and the, the obtention of the commercial license for the specific site. Um, and I would say that a very important task that needs to be front and center of any foreign direct in, uh, investment project in Costa Rica is seeking the location. Um, the advantage of Costa Rica is that has a, several options or, or, or a industrial parks and office parks. Um, and it's key to find the right partner in, in, uh, in, in when you're looking for, for your site. Um, there are several parks and are, there are some parks that have huge experience and they are very dedicated to working uh, with pre-pre zone companies. Um, and if you make the right decision to find a, a good logistics partner where you uh, set up your operation, the rest of the process may go smoother when you apply for these other permits. Um, are there any finally, activities that are restricted during this processing of the application time? Um, yes, correct. There, the, the, the Frequency Zone Authority just um, makes sure that you do not start any uh, commercial activity before the, the Frequency Zone authorization is, is granted. So basically you cannot engage in invoicing for those commercial activities. What is recommended during this um, three to five months period is to start the hiring process, um, review human resource policies, you know, all do, do the, all the housekeeping internally, um, the training of the, uh, the human resource is key and usually companies do take those uh, three to five months to, to train um, the staff in the process that they're going to be undertaking. Um, and then of course, there's time for uh, construction of, of facilities, building improvements, um, installation of all the equipments and, and IT systems. Uh, all that is called pre-operational work and all that is allowed to, for, for companies to perform while they're waiting for, for the final authorization. One thing that uh, is interesting about the uh, free trade zone uh, regime in Costa Rica is, is it's kind of dealt with in two different ways. One has to do with an area that's called the greater metropolitan area. And there's what is known as the outside of the greater metropolitan area. Can you tell us what does that mean? Sure, and that's, uh, that's very important because the, the law has this sense of uh, trying to encourage companies to seek uh, setting up their operation outside of metropolitan areas to improve the quality of life of lesser developed areas. Um, however, both areas provide very attractive um, benefits for, for companies. Um, so for, for example, in, inside the metropolitan area, the investment commitment is $150,000 on fixed assets if you set up inside a free fixed zone park. 
Well, if you go outside of the, uh, the metropolitan area, then it's only $100,000 uh, $100, of um, investment commitments. Um, the, um, the, the employment, uh, the, the, sorry, the, the term of the, of the free trade zone benefit is longer if you set up outside of the, uh, of the metropolitan area. Um, one of the, the, the things that keep companies inside the metropolitan area is the fact that most universities, most of the, of the current uh, medical device cluster and the services cluster uh, is in the metropolitan area. Uh, most of the human resource is still in the metropolitan area. However, it, it slowly has become a, the, the outside metropolitan area has become another option because of uh, availability of, of human resource and because there are also new uh, infrastructure outside of the metropolitan area that becomes or is very attractive for, uh, for companies. For people that might uh, not be familiar with uh, the way Costa Rica is set up in, in geographical terms, when you refer to the metropolitan area, could you give a little idea of, of what area that includes, what communities? Sure. Um, the, the metropolitan area is traditionally known as uh, the San Jose uh, downtown area, uh, Alajuela, Heredia, and Cartago. Um, of course, there are parts of these four uh, provinces that are out of the metropolitan area, but the, uh, the confluence of these four provinces, uh, which are the one that hosts the, the main um, populated, uh, largest populated cities, is what is called the, 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 metro, the greater metropolitan area. If you go outside of, uh, on the west side, if you go outside of, of Grecia, for example, then you are outside of the of the uh, what is considered the metropolitan area, and therefore that's where the uh, most attractive investment will be available uh, from from there on to the west. And in, on the east side, uh, from Rialba on, that is considered outside of the metropolitan area. What happens when companies approach the end of their free trade zone regime uh, program? Well, that, that is a great question and, and uh, something that needs to be uh, flagged from the beginning of, of, their, of the free trade zone term. Uh, as we said, the, the, the common term is eight or 10 years, depending on, 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 the, on the category and the location of, of, um, of the project. Uh, but when you are approaching to the end of the free trade zone term, you have the, the, each company has the possibility to renew uh, the benefits by making a new project or a new significant investment. Usually um, we're talking that the government likes to see a, a new investment of between 20% and 30% of the total investment that was done during the first uh, years of the, of the free trade zone term. Uh, if you do that commitment, if you uh, create a new project or make a new significant investment, the government will uh, process your application and analyze it, and will very likely uh, grant you another eight years if you're in a metropolitan area or 10 years if you're outside. Um, a, a, over, sorry, over eight years if you're outside, um, just by the fact that you're willing to make a new, a new commitment on, on the investment. 
Um, another very important uh, thing is you do not need to wait for year seven or eight to, to start making that uh, investment. Uh, if you finish your business plan during the first three years, you, you meet your, your investment commitment. And as it happens often, companies realize that they like Costa Rica, that they like the human resource, that they want to grow in Costa Rica. So they, they, the law allows them to do what, what I like to call reclocking of the investment. So if you're in year, you're year four and you want to make another significant investment, uh, which goes beyond that 20, 30% of the total investment, you can apply for a reclock. That means that you apply for the renewal on year four, and then you will get another eight years counting from that year four. Um, so that, that will extend you up to 12 years uh, if, you're, if you're willing to make additional investments while you're still on your first term. So in manufacturing, for instance, I'm just thinking about something like adding a production line might be an action that would enable you to continue to use your FTZ program. Exactly. If, I mean, anything that will represent an, an investment in fixed assets, that will definitely uh, be a good opportunity to reclock your, your benefits. Well, you know, I think we've covered a lot here. Uh, one thing that happens as a result of these podcasts, when visitors to our website listen to them, they, they often have questions. So what I like to do is ask our guests to give their contact information uh, so that they can go directly to them and get access to experts. So can you tell us how somebody with questions about this might be able to get into contact with you and your law firm? Thank you, Steve. Yes, um, my, my personal, my, my, my office email is carlos.camacho at arioslaw.com. Um, and you can find more information about our firm and our uh, free trade zone and foreign direct investment practice at www.ariaslaw.com. That's A-R-I-A-S-L-A-W.com. Well, Carlos, thanks for joining us today. Uh, what you had to present to us was extremely interesting, and I know that it's going to be useful to the listeners. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.